come into being. Its purpose is enlightenment. Its product is Coast Boys Pod. Known as the playground of the stars. And we are back on the Best Coast Boys podcast. I am one of your co-hosts, Landon McCool. You can find me here, of course. You can also find me on the Locked On Cowboys podcast. And as always, I am joined by my co-host, Joning. John, tell the people what's up. How's it going, everybody? You can find me, as always, on Twitter at John Oning, J-O-H-N-O-W-N-I-N-G. Check out my work at The Score. Just had a piece come out about Joe Looney replacing Travis Frederick that I think you all will enjoy. And yeah, let's let's jump into it, Landon. Yeah, let's do. Today, we, we have, obviously, we're going to talk about Frederick and, and, and uh, his situation. We got a, a couple different pieces of of uh cowboys news. Oh, did something happen? Um, some some big <laughs> Yeah, if you if you've been uh, in a cave, uh we've got some bad news for you. Um and then we're going to look at uh uh you know, because of all the, the the kind of rash of injuries, it feels like especially on the offensive side, the, the Cowboys are not likely to see a lot of their starters play in this week 3 preseason week 3 matchup that usually serves as a uh, address rehearsal. So we're going to talk about uh, some down roster folks, one offensive and one defensive player each from us uh, that we, we're interested in looking at now that we're going to get a chance to kind of see uh, them in some extended reps. So uh, let's get to it, shall we? Yes, sir. Okay. Um, we'll start, obviously, with the Cowboy notes. And, and really, the headline here is is the Frederick situation. He has been diagnosed with Guillain-Barr syndrome or bear syndrome I, I i don't know the pronunciation there and i apologize but um it is a uh a, a symptom that basically um uh much like other uh, uh immunoviruses uh, basically it, it attacks uh, your own you know nervous your own uh, uh disease fighting system attacks your nervous nerves and, and it basically what i understand it eats away at the thick kind of coating that sits on the edge of your nerves and thereby kind of ruining the nerves and their ability to uh, fire correctly. So, you know, the symptoms he was having were the, uh, the stingers. And that's a lot of that is the idea that you, you can't, you can't feel anything, you know, you can't, you lose, you lose sensation, you lose feeling, you know, they described it as stingers because he was losing sensation there. And so, um, you know, and, and, and if you look and if you go on the, you know, the WebMD and if you search on, uh, uh, you know, online about the, 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 the disease, it's I mean, it's brutally uh, dark. You know, I mean, the, the symptoms are, are really scary. It's, you know, the people have experienced everything ranging from I mean, it, it can kill you if you don't catch it. And, and it gets to your you know lungs and your lungs basically stop operating because they don't know how to um, it it. it can you know there's been everything from people being paralyzed upwards of multiple years uh, and uh because of this um so it is a total nightmare when you kind of go and and look generally about the the uh the the syndrome itself um now all of that should be put in one box and then we should also examine 
you know, what little information we do know. First of all, obviously all of this, and I think I can speak for John and I both here, his health is the first thing. You know, like we, 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 I mean, we root for the Cowboys and we're Cowboys fans, but again, I can only speak for myself, but I'm pretty sure John feels this way too. We both really love Travis Frederick. Like he's, seems like a really great person, 100%. a hilarious, funny, smart dude that, you know, is clearly a hard worker, does things the right way. Um, you know, everything that I know about Travis Fred- Frederick, I like, you know, so, uh, so to hear him that he's going through this uh, on a personal level is obviously very sad because, you know, this is, uh, not, not, uh, it's not great no matter what. Now the good news again, they seem to have found it early. Um, and that's something this is based on his indication. Um, the, you know, the fact that he is one of the things I read about this. And, and again, I'm not a doctor, so please do not hold me to this. I am just a guy <laughs> trying to figure out what's going on. One of the things I read about is that how it, the symptoms basically max out in a certain period, uh, supposedly. And usually it's in a three to four week after contracting the issue. Um, He's he's been dealing with this issue for about that long. So the idea that he is not, as far as we know, as far as I know, he has not you know had to go to the ICU or or uh, you know been put on a respirator. Like I think that hopefully indicates that it, this is a more mild case of this syndrome, and that you know he's not in a immediate life-threatening situation like some of the other people that you read about and some of the other situations um uh so i i guess what i what i'm getting at is uh i i'm hope there is hope and if you read the 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 kind of indications that he gives the context that he provides of course he's going to be optimistic um but he he does seem to uh you know feel like he has an opportunity to come back sooner than later. And he did kind of go out of his way to seem to indicate that. So at this point, until we hear something more, it's kind of tough to know exactly how to feel about this. I think obviously we're looking at uh, Joe Looney and see what he can do in the, in the interim. But as far as like, what does this mean for the rest of the season? What does this mean for the first few games? I I think it's really tough to know. and, And I think it's really difficult to kind of parse out, you know, whether we're going to have him or not. So what, John, what are your thoughts on the whole situation? I know you just wrote an article for the score about what Looney's going to provide uh, if he is absent and, 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 and possibly for an extended absence, you know, what, what, what's your take on Frederick and then also, you know, Looney stepping into uh, to make the, the replacement for as long as he needs. Yeah. You know, it's hard to come up with a definitive opinion on when he's going to be back at the, because the Cowboys are rightly, you know, being playing close to the vest with what's going on. And we don't know the severity of the injury or how long he's had it. Like you said, all these different factors can change his outlook uh, drastically. So, you know, I'm just going to go in with the idea that we're going to, he's going to be out maybe the week one and week two. I'm just going to go from there until I hear differently just to be safe. And in that case, under that, those circumstances, I actually think the Cowboys can keep their head above water with Joe Looney at center. You know, it's not ideal that they're facing teams with Don Terry Poe, Kawan Short, and uh, Damon Harrison playing the defensive tackle position. But I think Joe Looney is good enough with the other talent that's on that offensive line with Zach Martin there, with Connor Williams, Tyron Smith, and Lyle 
Collins flanking him on both sides. I think the Cowboys can do enough things schematically to make it easier for Joe Looney to and play to his strengths so that they can still be an effective offense. Uh, I'm, I'm hoping that we're talking about like a, a situation where you know we we are hoping week one, week two is in might be in doubt, and then hopefully he gets back. Or, or you know, I'm hoping for even better than that because mm-hmm. I I'm hoping that you know they caught it early enough and that he's already kind of reversing the effects that he can get the strength back in time to get get ready for the the season that may be completely out of the question but i i also think that you know if people are going to speculate that he's gone for the whole season i don't think it's improper for some of us to speculate that he you know he could be back you know so uh we'll see Uh, again everything that we've know from the source the actual source seemed positive Mm -hmm. you know the question is how is he being overly positive? Is he being overly optimistic? You know, that's what we won't know until uh, we get any kind of more definitive proof. In the yeah, the time. really good news is it shouldn't affect his long-term career outlook. You know, it's yeah. not something that's structural and something that could hamper him over a long extended period of time. It seems like the type of thing that once you deal with it and get behind it, it's behind you. Yeah, and I had a long conversation with uh, one of my followers, and good Lord, I feel really bad that I can't remember who it was and maybe i can find it if you give me just a sec alex white is at j white 8181 um and he is a and he's a uh uh physical therapy uh you know he he does a lot of uh of uh, kind of physical recovery with guys and actually i you know i, I had forgotten that he was one of my followers and that we had had a similar conversation i think about jalen mm-hmm. actually and he was one of the guys who also uh implied that jalen um you know, would be able to recover from this and, and had spoken to having dealt with a couple of uh, physical therapy patients that uh, had had a similar issue as Jalen. So, and and he also had similar patients who had GBS that had, had uh, uh, come out and, 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 uh, and been able to turn around. And again, it's like, you know, and, I'll, and, I'll, and I hope he doesn't mind. And, and since I gave his name at J White eight one eight one, and Alex, if you're out there, uh, apologize if I didn't clear this beforehand. But um, you, you basically what he was implying was that um, he had he had a couple of individuals that were running marathons within three months that were at worse situations than he was the, that were actually in the ICU at times. And that, you know, so like, I mean, I think that again, the, the spectrum of what you just talk to the guys like this about how there's definitely a large spectrum of this disease. And then you talk about the fact that we haven't even seen this guy, uh, you know, in, in the hospital yet or anything like that, I think like, not yet. Like hopefully that's not going to happen, especially since they found the issue and they're giving him treatment for it. Um, I think that that's all positive signs that hopefully this is a, a, a milder case of this and that, um, you know, he'll be back sooner than later. I mean, you know, even when you talk to like, oh, they, you know, uh, I don't know if you saw it there, but they, they spoke to Mark Schler. Yes. Yeah, um, you know, and, and, and they, and they, and, you know, he talked about his whole thing and, um, you know, he was out for uh, he had much more severe symptoms, mm-hmm. but he also they had no idea what that like. And they apparently they didn't even have a name for it by the time he had it. Like it was in the 93, I think. Yeah, was he lost feeling in his like in his body for like six it's months. Right. His, 
Yeah, exactly. And still was able to come back and play the next mm-hmm. season. And, and won two yeah, Super Yeah, I say play well. Went so, on to the Broncos yeah, and was really it, successful. They they found this before he – I mean, I don't think – I I mean, I, we don't know, but I don't – I doubt very seriously that it was ever as severe as that with Travis because they were still thinking that he had stingers. Mm-hmm. You know, I think if he would – had you know, permanent – long-term loss of feeling in his hands and feet that uh, the alarm bells probably would have been a lot, sounded a lot louder than they were. And, and, you know, so he was able to come back from that. And again, the level of medical access that Travis Frederick is going to, you know, have access to the kind of treatments that they use for this thing, a hemoglobin like replacement therapy and and that sort of thing. These are things that like these modern athletes are using already to kind of help heal at times. So, I don't want to be overly optimistic here. I just want to say, hey, I think it's not unrealistic to suggest that this could be a mild case and that we could he could be back sooner than later. In the same way that it's not unrealistic to suggest that maybe you know this could be a career-ending injury. And you know that I think the the problem is is that all of that is on the spectrum, and we have very little information. Yeah, totally agree. Let Let's move on to some good Ooh. news because. You know, it does look like after a pretty big, a serious scare, uh, that Zach Martin looks to be uh, not only you know you know it kind of progressed from oh we hope he's back for week one to yeah he'll definitely be back to week one to he was actually in pads at practice today, um, not you know not not actually just working out in pads, not getting involved in anything, but said he feels great, um, and you know so that's obviously very positive stuff for him, uh, and, and I think. For you know someone like Zach Martin, you know for us to go through a couple of days or a couple of hours of not even being sure if he was going to play this season to oh yeah he's fine it'll be okay uh, is definitely a huge relief. Uh, any thoughts there? Yeah, you know Zach Martin is one of the toughest players at his position in the NFL. If there's going to be a way for him to play, he was going to find a way and do it. And he's shown in the past that he can perform at a really high level even when he's hampered by little nicks and pains and injuries. So I was never really too worried from the beginning. As soon as they said that the knee structure was fine, all of his ligaments were good, the MRI was positive, or I guess in this point negative, um, I was good to go. I knew he'd be ready for week one, and he'll probably play at the same level that we've come accustomed to. I, I, I'm I'm over the moon, obviously. I, I kind of told this story, and or maybe I didn't on, on the other podcast, that uh, – when I when I was talking to my wife, who again is not a football fan at all, um, or a Cowboys fan specifically, he's kind of recapping my day to her. I it was a Freudian slip. I just let it slip. Yeah, unfortunately, my favorite player got hurt today, and I don't know if, if he's going to play this year. And uh, it was one of those things where like you, you learn it as you say it out loud, you know. So, uh, but yeah, it was uh, it was really really good to hear that you know he's out there moving around and and that at least. You know, if we have to f- be out without a uh, Frederick for an, any time or an extended period of time, uh, it's it's good that it looks like uh, Martin should be should be okay and out there. Um, there's one more thing I, I didn't add it on our list, but I, I do want to talk about it real quick, um, just because I feel like anytime I can get your opinion on pass rushers, I feel like it's good news for our audience to do that. So, um, for you know, for all of our benefit. Talk to me about, you know, we've, we've been getting reports lately that 
Tyrone Crawford is being kicked inside to do some more defensive tackle stuff. Um, you know, and they're 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 saying that, and, and I, I believe them. I didn't mean to phrase it like that, but they're but they're telling us that this is a lot to do with uh, you know potential nickel package stuff only, and and uh, and I, I, I'm glad because I I do my only concern with Fred with uh, with Crawford in there is is you know he struggled he got beat up a lot when he was in there before and that was when he was about 20 pounds yeah. heavier so uh my concern is is obviously not only will he get beaten up but but he'll get pushed around what are your thoughts on playing him there rotationally or playing him there as a as a pass uh as a pass rusher in a nickel situation because i, I do I, I mean i do like that as i i even though I don't love him, I have concerns as for him in the run game. There, I kind of almost feel like it. The best thing that he may do is, uh, is pass rush from the inside and that three techniques. So, what are your thoughts? Yeah, you know, I have the same uh, questions about it that you do. I don't want him playing there permanently, especially. Because, you know, he spent this whole entire offseason dieting down to get down to what was it, the 270 area? And, yeah. And, like you know, that. they were talking about on the on the DC.com podcast about how he was like really like watching what he ate and on a strict uh, caloric restriction this whole entire offseason. So you got to feel for a guy who worked that hard to get his weight down and now they're just going to put him back inside. But rotationally, like you said, I think his best thing that he does is pass rush from the interior. And I think that's a way that you can get some juice from that under tackle spot while David Irving is especially not there. Because I've talked about my grievances with Malik Collins a lot, how I don't think he's playing up to his level of it, uh, playing up to what his talent level says he should. But I think Tyrone Crawford can kind of give you that juice from the inside and that weight loss that he has will make him quicker. And I think it will have a beneficial impact on his ability to make an impact from the interior. But I still want him on base downs playing at that defensive end spot, mainly because I think he's the best run defense, uh, the best run defending right end we have. You know, since Demarcus Lawrence is playing on the left end, I think Tyron Crawford is actually one of the better defensive ends in uh, run run defense in the NFL. You know, he doesn't get a lot of credit yeah. for it, but he yeah. sets a strong edge. You rarely see him give up ground. He knows how to read blocks. He knows how to read uh, blocking sequences, and he doesn't. One good thing about him is he rarely gets fooled. You don't see him crashing down when he's supposed to or getting taken too wide when he's not. He's very sound defensively. He's the perfect type of player that you want in your run defense. It's just that he can't bring you that much juice from the outside. Yeah, and and uh, I think the idea of kicking him inside to let Randy Gregory kick in as the defensive. I mean, I oh, love that's that. amazing. I, I mean, I, that's that's just and I mean, you already course, see, the great awesome. thing about that is you already see the chemistry with them on stunts. You already see them working well mm. in the games together. You know, stabbing and looping at the right times, taking the right angles, doing it at the right timing. You know, it's it's good to see that Randy Gregory is becoming so uh, so in tune with his defensive linemates so early in the process because that's something that usually takes time and practice to get. But it seems like he's jumped right in and and really caught on quick. Yeah, and I I think that um, you know when when you have the ability to and and we've wondered how this would actually work and we actually kind of considered it da- more down roster with a guy like Tony Ely, but you know when you're able to take uh, a, a position of strength that you, you frankly have too much depth and then kind of spread the love to the defensive tackle position. Uh, every good snap that you can pump into that defensive tackle position, position until Irving gets back is going to be useful. 
Um, and so I think Collins and Crawford with a third uh, defensive tackle to be named later, to be decided later, uh, I think is is a good plan for your three technique for the first month of the season. Um, I think I totally after that, after that, you get you get Irving in there, and then you see what you know where you can go. From the there. thing is, I, I um, certainly feel better about the defensive tackle spot for the first month of the season than I did going in the training camp. Yeah, it's it's you know I think what you know just based on what we've seen from Woods and Price, and then you know I think with Dayton Jones flashing enough that you know the the only thing with Dayton Jones and I, and I talked about this on Locked On was that. You know, I think at this point, unfortunately, we're kind of at the end of his evaluation mm-hmm. period because it sounds like he's going to be out for the at least two basically weeks, right? the rest. Yeah, and so it's you know I've seen a lot and I like what I've mm-hmm. seen, but at the same time, has it been enough? You know, I, uh, well, I, well, has it been enough? Because what happens if Jihad Ward comes out here and just flashes the yeah. last two weeks, or you know, like Coney Ely starts really picking it up? Because I think you know those are the kind of guys he's going against. Um, so I, I just wonder, you know, like. He flashed during the games, less during practice. Mm-hmm. Um, and so is that enough? Has he made enough of a mark now that his uh uh you know, now that his his turn is done basically to 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 you know make this team? And I guess, you know, we'll find yeah, out. We will. I hope he makes it. I like him. I like Big Daytona. Yeah, me too. I'm a big fan. I, I, I kinda like I think his game is developable mm-hmm. to develop a big, I guess too is yes, it's not weird, but we're going to, we're going to roll with it. So uh, let's, let's move on. I, I think, you know, in light of the idea that these, we talked about this earlier in light of the idea that I think the offensive starters are probably to get less, if any uh, snaps uh, than they would normally in a, uh, what would be considered a, a dress rehearsal game. Um, you know, you, usually you get your starters out there for a whole half, and and with the you know, with the situation of the offensive line, I, I just don't know. It doesn't sound like they're playing Zeke. It doesn't sound like they're going to play Dak. So I, I I just you know there is a cascading level of useful unusefulness in the evaluation of the rest of the offense when those guys aren't in right. So I mean it's you know you, you, all you can really kind of do is focus on the individual players and their you know assignments and try to be. Uh, uh, you know, locked in on what they're supposed to be doing individually inside of play and not, you know, especially with the wide receivers, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, but, but considering all that, I thought a better approach for us might be to uh, discuss one offensive and one defensive down roster player who uh, is, you know, needs to step up in order to make the team. Because I think that, um, you know, really that's what we're going to be looking for in this game is, okay, the guys who are, you know, 50 through 60 on this roster trying to make it to the 51 50 51 52 and 53 man on the roster you know like there are all these guys that are fighting for those last three four spots so uh john why don't you start give me one offensive guy one defensive guy uh, that that you think needs to step up in order to make this team and 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 a, and a brief uh, summation why? Yeah, what, one quick thought about the game before we get into it is I feel oh, so yes, bad for Cameron Fleming since he's probably gonna have to spend a lot of snaps opposite of Chandler Jones since I'm guessing the Cowboys are gonna be very quick with the trigger with Tyron Smith. Ooh, so it's point. not gonna that's not gonna be pretty for us. So Cooper Rush, be careful, please. 
<laughs> well, but to be fair, to be fair, do you think that he has experience going against Chandler Jones since both of them were on the Patriots together, weren't they? Or did Chandler Jones leave? I the think Patriots Chandler before? Jones left. I think the uh, year he left well, was the year that Cameron Fleming came in. Then it will be an unfortunate. <laughs> <interaction>. <laughs> but, yeah, but yes, yeah, go Jonathan, ahead. You said offensive player, right? Well, one offensive oh, okay. and one defensive is it's your choice. All you right. go first. I'll jump with defensive because and the defensive line since that's my you know my favorite unit. And I'm gonna go with Jihad Ward. He's a guy everybody knows. We traded uh, Ryan Switzer for him during the draft for Jihad Ward, and he's come in and I've had my doubts, and I feel like my doubts have kind of been you know been answered. They've kind of been proven correct over time. You know, he's a guy who isn't as athletic as. He is made out to be. He has burst, but that's really it. He doesn't have sustained burst. He doesn't really have the quickness to move laterally. He has. He does. His hand technique is ri- is still really rudimentary. You see his pad level rise up too much, and I think what that has resulted is in is in a general ineffectiveness from his part in the preseason games and during training camp. From what I've seen in the videos, you know, he's a guy that in these last two games with Dayton Jones being hurt, he has a really good chance to make this team and step up his play. Can he do it? I don't know, but this is his best opportunity if he wants to make the squad. Yeah, I I, th- I think that, to me, Antoine Woods has been what we hoped mm-hmm. Jihad Ward was going to be, or that we thought Jihad Ward was going to be. I mean, I, I don't know that he's been outstanding, and I think he Jihad Ward is more of a three than uh, Woods is. I think Woods is more of a one, mm-hmm. but I think, you know, the issue with Ward, to me, from what I've seen is – uh, pad level yeah. is you know if, if he can't keep his pad level low, then he's gonna lose. You know he's he's just he's he'll stand straight up. He's sometimes. getting displaced and, way more than the other defensive yeah. tackles are. Absolutely, and, and 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 what what's attractive about him is when he gets his pad level low, and he he can operate mm-hmm. with a low pad level, but he just doesn't do it consistently. Mm-hmm. And and obviously at, at some point you have to wonder. Like, can you get him to do it consistently? Because he offers you nothing if he can't be low. If 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 he gets low, he's he's deadly. But if he can't do that consistently, then it's he becomes a huge boomer bust player by snap, and and that's that's not something that they're necessarily looking for. Uh, okay, well, who is who is your uh, offensive player? Offensive player is Deontay Thompson. You know, he's a guy. He got some seven-on-seven seven work on Thursday, which is the day we're recording, which is good to see him making his way back into practice. I'm not sure he's going to make it back for this game, but I think he should definitely see a lot of snaps in the fourth preseason game. And with Lance Lenore hot on his tail, on, hot on his tail I think he has to show something. I mean, with a guy like him who's a new member of the roster, does he have to show? Is he... Has he built up enough goodwill with Sanjay Lau in previous stops that he didn't need to really show anything in training camp to make the roster? We'll see. But to stamp it in a little bit more, he's going to need to come up and make some plays and show us why he should make the team over a guy like Lance Lenore who's been making plays every game. Yeah, and and, and I think that, you know, I, I saw some stuff early on from Deontay Thompson that got me excited to for the signing, mm-hmm. at least. Uh, but um, since he's since then he's been basically you know he's been injured and has not been back until just I mean he basically missed the the bulk of camp and was only there like I think the first week and a half so uh, yeah I, I think he's shown some good things early on that make you interested and intrigued and obviously he has experience all the things that you mentioned but clearly yeah there's been a lot of good performance by guys like Lenore and and some of these down roster guys so Thompson's got 
to be able to overcome all of that uh, in, in just a little bit of time. So we'll see if he's up to it. Uh, I so my guys. Uh, I'll start with defense too. I I wrote Charles Tapper. Yeah. You know, and I think that Tapper. You know, first of all, Tapper has been a victim of a certain amount of circumstance because I think that the you know the, the fact that the Cowboys have a lot of depth at the position um, is clearly not great for his his prospects for this team. You know, um, I, I think that. He's played good at times. He's played, uh, you know, he's disappeared at times. I think that he hasn't done anything to make himself, you know, uncuttable. Uh, it just feels like with a guy that's athletic as him, you would hope that he would stand out more against the third team offenses that he's going up against. Yeah, and 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 you see it sometimes. You you mm. see the get off or whatever, but I mean, he's just not. Like he's not even necessarily flashing enough to, uh, to like you know, to, to really write home about. And and I think at this point, you know, it's time. Yeah. Like it's time for you know, and you've got a rookie who came in who has already lapped him on the yeah. on the uh, on the on the death chart. So, um, you know, I I I to me, I wouldn't be surprised to see Charles Tapper potentially like especially if he could get something going in this mm-hmm. game. I wouldn't be surprised to see Charles Tapper uh, potentially be traded yeah. um, because I think, you know, he's got a fourth round contract. I think he can do something mm-hmm. for a team. I think he just needs more and more experience yeah. and needs I just, more opportunities. He's not getting a ton of opportunities. Yeah. And, and he's not going to get a ton of those here. And that's the thing. So especially now that Gregory's mm-hmm. back, I mean, Gregory came back basically at full speed. So uh, yeah, I, I think I, I just, I just wonder if, if he isn't a guy that they end up moving for either a player for player trade for like, you know, a spot like, you know, tight end or offensive line or, or safety or whatever. And, 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 and then if they don't, you know, then I guess he could be a guy that potentially, you know, like is like the last, like the 53rd guy on the team mm-hmm. that they, or, or that guy that they keep until Irving gets back yeah. uh, because you got, you got some swing interior defensive ends. Uh, and then, you know, he potentially is the guy that gets cut uh, week five. So, you know, I just – I need it. If he wants to be more than that, he, he definitely has to step, step up now. Yeah, totally agree. It's it's nut-cutting time for him. Absolutely. Um, and then the other guy is Kadeem Edwards. I think, you know, he is in a spot now mm-hmm. where um, I think he's really obviously going to get a lot of opportunity, mm-hmm. you know, much to the chagrin of – the, the the Cowboys yeah. because I think you know they obviously they would rather have their uh, all pro center exactly. uh, and they're all and they're all pro guard mm-hmm. out there, um, but I think Kadeem is going to get a, a chance to uh, go out there and prove that he's talented enough to be kept as that eighth offensive lineman. Um, you know I think this is opportunity meeting uh, uh, you know preparation for this guy. So we're going to see if. Uh, uh, if he can take advantage of it and 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 show out, I, I you know I think you've seen good things from him. Uh, I think you've seen um, uh, him growing from last season, and, and they moved him inside, and I think that was a yes. good thing for him too. Okay. So I I think that I think he's developed, and 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 uh, and I'd like to see that continue. But I think at this point, you have to see, uh, continue to see a solid performance from him. I think he was okay last mm-hmm. week. Uh, I, I think he needs to be uh, really good this yeah. week. Yeah, 
I, what this Travis Frederick injury really does is it really gives him an opportunity to step up and be that backup interior offensive lineman for the Cowboys while Frederick is hurt to be that kind of utility guy. So, like you said, I agree that he played okay this week. He's going to have to prove himself again this week, especially since he's going to he's going to play with the starters essentially, right? Yeah. yeah. So yeah. it's going to be I mean, a really big time to showcase, and I bet you he. I wouldn't be surprised if he plays the whole game. If they. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, they they need to see what they have mm-hmm. in him because, and I, I, you know, at this point, I don't know that they've got anything out of any of these yeah, other no. guys like uh, any of these the you know there's no ninth or tenth guy to really no. consider i mean i think some other people are talking about it but but as far as I'm they're going to be monitoring uh, cuts i bet you yeah and and honestly i mean i mean you you watch as much football as i do i don't know that there's anything better there's not out that there. much you know what no. i'm saying like i mean the the the, the general uh uh you know, yeah. depth at offensive line is is I mean, not. Go go look down deep. every depth chart in the NFL and find me a team that has like a super deep offensive line. I'll wait. I'll wait. Yeah. I mean, I mean, honestly, like a guy like Edwards, like could very well go and yeah. someone might give him a well, shot you see, as a starter. You see it. What you was John I mean? like, Skipper? You know, he got we cut him and then he was starting for the Lions in like week ten. It's like yeah. okay, then that shows you just how the level of talent that is necessary to play offensive line in the NFL is just not very high right now. Dave, David Skipper, David Skipper, Daniels. What was it? David Daniel. It was, a, I thought it started with a it D anyways, it doesn't matter. The six ten yeah. guy who should be a, a, a basketball player in Europe, but is unfortunately, yeah. Dan Skipper. Sorry. I said John Skipper. Yeah, Dan, Dan Skipper, Skipper. That's what it was. Yes. Dan Skipper. My apologies yeah. everyone. Uh, yeah. Well, he is the best, uh, uh, f- four in, in, on their team. I bet. Uh, probably probably the five i guess right yeah it's six ten um guys that's it for us this week uh you know obviously lots to to watch with some of the down roster guys you know the the one good thing before we go i will say the one good thing is i think that you're you're likely to see the defensive starters play yes. a lot i think you know, you're probably going to see a good half of of cowboys defensive football which you know look as for all our ups mm-hmm. and downs on, on other spots this defense yeah. could be really good and last year demarcus lawrence saw- uh, arguably had his best game of the season against the Cardinals, so that'll be fun to watch. Yeah, uh, uh, we'll see if they've uh, improved on their offensive line. And spoiler alert, I don't think they, they have. have. No, uh, guys, make sure that you're following us on Twitter at McCoolBCB, myself and Joning at John Owning. That's J O H N O W N I N G. Make sure you follow our collective podcast uh, account, the Best Coast Boys. So at Best Coast Boys with a Z at the end. Uh, and then extra special thanks, of course, as always, to uh, Mike Fisher, the Fish Sports at Fish Sports. Uh, make sure you're catching us and all of their work. Fish's work at Cowboys 24-7, 247sports.com forward slash NFL forward slash Dallas dash Cowboys. You can also always get us on the Cowboy Sports Radio app, which is available on the iOS, iPhone, and Google Play android and of course itunes and everywhere else that you're listening to us right now so make sure you download us uh subscribe rate review please we like those five stars no, don't be a hater three, no two no one don't be a hater give us the five uh uh and, and we, we we we're begging for them we're, we're being very uh, pathetic about it so I, i'm not even i'm not even trying to pretend like i have dignity i'm, I'm, I'm begging for it. Uh, guys make sure you enjoy the game and uh, we'll hit you up next week with another episode and until then happy trails <laughs>